That was Vopli Vidoplasova, also known as simply Vivi, and that was Marsh Ukrainskoho Viska, a Ukrainian patriotic war march, and it is called Zrodilisia Me Hodene, which translates roughly as we were born to a great hour. Dobrivatchi Vitayovas Sikh Dorihi Radio Sukhachina Radio Pramu Nash Holos Radio Krinskoho Kurinia Kutra Podiativam Navahatomovni Radio Stanci AM Trinatjetvatsiat CHMB Umisti Vancouveri Premikrifoni Pavina Diaku Yushtori Shalepeributzimnoyus Nastupnuhadenu. Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we've got a great program lined up for you. A book review by an American Ukrainian writer and it is a book, uh, an interesting book of poetry as well an interview with Danny Evanition of Summerland BC. He'll be telling us about a fundraiser that will be taking place next Saturday in Summerlin to help uh, Ukrainian victims of the war as well. A biography of Ukrainian dissident poet Vasil Stus. So stay tuned for all of that as well, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. So coming up next is another YouTube find, stunningly gorgeous melody, and that is the name of the, this musical piece. It is uh, cr- it was created by Ukrainian composer Miroslav Skorek and it is performed by Zlata Ognevich. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada, which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ChochenkoFoundation.com. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Я був повстанцем в козацькій борні Славного Богдана в ізвольній війні Навіть на страту замужністю йшов Я був повстанцем за свободу лив кров я був сотником у залізняка У гайдамацьких загонах хартувалась рука Крізь огнисту броні йшли до бою ми знов Я був повстанцем за правду кров Я був чорним вороном подібним до тіні у холодного яру останні години Хто ворогу здався, кого страх поборов Прийде по останиці, пролля вашу кров Я був лісовим братом на Волині До кінця опирався червоні лавині від безсилої люті скаженів людолов Я повстанець 20-го лютого на Майдані Проти снайперів, паркоту та поліцаїв Так добре напал, на броні запалав Я повстан за свободу, свою кров проливав я повстанцем залишуся, аж до закину Не прогнати мене із своєї країни Щоб зрадиці виплід у пекло зійшов Я воюю на сході, кипить моя кров Так я повстанець і кипить моя кров я повстав за свободу, тече моя кров. Popular Ukrainian group Komovnez and a song called Povstanets, which translates as freedom fighter, and it's pretty much a um, story of the Ukrainian warrior throughout history fighting for Ukraine's freedom and spilling plenty of Ukrainian blood. Komovnez with Povstanets. Up next is a song called Ukrainian Fury. It is an impromptu performance by Ukrainian border guards uh, released just a week or so ago in response to what is happening in Ukraine right now. Земля стримулась, враза, кипіла наша кров, ракети злева, колони танків, і 
Corner book reviews by Myra Junik. Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing Senya Rechtecha's poetry chapbook, A Sky Full of Wings. A Sky Full of Wings is a collection of 25 poems selected as a finalist in the 2020 New Women's Voices chapbook competition. Chapbooks are short volumes of less than 40 pages, which often take the form of poetry. Rechtika's poems focus on family relationships, journeys, and the Ukrainian homeland. Each poem explores some aspect of the circle of life, as the epigraph by Lina Kostenko suggests. And nothing seemed accidental because it left traces on my heart. Throughout this poetry collection, the writer uses images of flight. Her first poem, Ode to Journeying, begins with the words, If I could, I'd fly north to the land of midnight sun, wings outstretched. The poems in this collection are divided into four sections, home, journeying, ancestral land, and circle of life. In home, the writer remembers places she has lived specifically Chicago and Detroit. The poem, What I Remember, is full of beautiful and vivid images. Our house is still. Only the almond refrigerator hums. Afternoon sun skips over Kilim rug, and father naps on the sofa. These memories of her home and her father are bittersweet, because soon he will be gone. There are also poems about her mother returning to Ukraine for the first time, watching mother return home, 1990, and her grandparents leaving Ukraine, when my grandparents left everything behind. Readers with immigrant parents will definitely be able to relate to these experiences. In subsequent poems, the writer continues her ruminations on her past and her ancestral homeland of Ukraine. She dedicates several poems to her travels in Europe. In Backpacking Europe, she describes her travels with her childhood friend Lila. This is what I miss. Trains rushing past castles and farmlands. Stone circles. This poem is the origin of the title of this collection. And how those crows cackled, sky full of wings. She also describes experiences in Bruges, Bath, Brussels, Chartres, Munich, Heidelberg, Salzburg, and Delphi. Perhaps the most poignant poems describe the writer's travels in Ukraine, her visit to the Chernobyl region in river near Chernobyl inspires her to imagine the ancestors who first ruled here. Thousand-year-old Viking ships once plying this waterway from barren north to the gold domes of a city decked in splendor. The locals remember the tragedy of the Chernobyl nuclear disaster. No one told us to leave, not for another two days. The poem, 
Watching a Revolution from a Computer Screen, Ukraine 2014, describes how Ukrainians throughout the world watched helplessly as their country fought for independence. These streets, your streets, my streets, are now covered in blood. What can we do here now as black tires flare? The final section of the book, Circle of Life, focuses on the various generations in the writer's family. Dido, Babsha, her mother, her daughter. She remembers going to the state fair with her Dido in Grandfather Revealed. But she realizes that he never talked about his journey from Ukraine to Detroit. In Brushing Grandmother's Hair, she shares poignant images of her relationship with her Babsha. A smart new dress, stooped over by the time I got to meet her, and she made dresses for my Barbie dolls. Perhaps the most touching poem of the whole collection, Slippage, describes her mother's battle with dementia. Richtecha is glad her mother doesn't know about the Russian invasion of Crimea. Soldiers slipping over the Ukrainian border 70 years after she'd fled all those invaders. No, mother doesn't know. Although this is Ksenia Richtecha's first poetry collection, A Sky Full of Wings is a masterful work showing her mastery of the free verse genre. This book explores many important themes, including dealing with evolving family relationships, exploring Ukraine's history and current political reality, and coming to terms with the human cycle of life and death. Ukrainian readers will definitely relate to images of their childhood, their history, and their community. Other readers will be captivated by the beautiful imagery and skillful literary technique displayed in her poems. Ksenia Rechtecha is a first-generation Ukrainian-American poet and fiction writer who was born in Chicago. Ksenia's poetry, fiction, and feature articles have appeared in several literary magazines, including the Dalhousie Review, the Literary Bohemian, and River Poets Journal. Ksenia worked as an editor in Kiev, Ukraine from 1996 to 2000. This experience inspired several stories in her collection, Crossing the Border. This short story collection was a finalist in the 2013 Next Generation Indie Book Awards. She lives in the Detroit area with her husband and daughter and works as a freelance copy editor. A Sky Full of Wings is available at Chapters Indigo and Amazon.
Oi Uluzi, Cervona Kalena, out in the field is a red cranberry or gilder rose bush. And that song dates back to the World War I era, Sichavistudilci, so 100 years ago. That song was being sung by Ukrainian freedom fighters fighting the Russians, as Ukrainians are doing a century later, yet again. And that song was performed by volunteers and the city council of the city Piryatin in the Poltava region of Ukraine. Up next, Fighting for the Self, Poetry from the Gulag, the story of Ukrainian dissident poet Vasil Stus, who fought for human and national rights and created unique poetry of the self, overcoming the extreme conditions of the Soviet Gulag. This is part of a series called Ten Things Everyone Should Know About Ukraine, made by the Ukrainian Institute London in partnership with the Ukrainian Institute and H.S. Pshenichny Central State Film, Photo and Sound Archive of Ukraine. Vasil Stus is one of Ukraine's most significant and complex 20th century poets and a unique and in many ways unlikely poetic voice. He's someone who spent more than 10 final years of his life in the Gulag and died in the notorious Perm 36 forced labor camp in 1985. <laughs> Почорнілі в сині неба, що наслухають стумні струми землі. In 1980, Stus' state-appointed lawyer, Viktor Matvachuk, he essentially confirmed the charges that the prosecutor had put forward against Stus. We find ourselves in a very strange situation where someone who contributed to Stus receiving his murderous sentence is still such a proactive part of contemporary Ukrainian politics. In 1983, uh, Stus' uh, so-called Gulag diary was smuggled out of the labor camp and it was published. Uh, against all odds, it was possible to, to preserve it uh, and for the world to see it, it was translated into English, it was translated into German. And uh, Stus is mostly known as a martyr as a national hero uh, who died fighting for human rights and national rights. In his poetry, he was fragile. Fragility is not the kind of word we often associate with Stus. These are poems, first and foremost, of the internal journey. In one of his uh, poems, he says, the eternal incompleteness of endeavor, the motion of the motion of the motion. In his poetry, we're never at one with ourselves. He seamlessly combines the everyday language, the ultra-Slavonic language, historicisms, dialecticisms, um, and his own language, the language that he coins, that he creates, his own neologisms. Just think of his words, Samo subuyo napomenya, feeling oneself with oneself. This process, constant process of self-formation. Think of his word, not yet being born again. In one of his essays, T.S. Eliot wrote, that the difference between art and the event is absolute. What he means by that is that the fact that someone was a victim of the Soviet Gulag system does not automatically make their works brilliant. There is an artistic level to poetry beyond and above the actual experiences that the poet has. 
And it is especially the case in Stuss's poetry, where Stuss focused on his own self, on the dynamics of, of the self, to such a radical degree that it essentially overcame the walls around him, the historical conditions that he was in. Галактик зірна круговерть, спіраллю простаного болю, знаши людську одвічну долю, снігами вимощену Most recently, uh, during the Euromaidan revolution of 2013 and 14, Stuss's image was next to the images of Ukraine's classic writers. Taras Shevchenko, Ivan Franko, Lesa Ukrainka. Stus's image was there, the Euromaidan, and it simply said, Ya Zvami, I am with you. You being collective, you. I am with all of you. So he had this prominent place at the Euromaidan, and he was part of this crucial, significant juncture of Ukrainian history. There are monuments to Stus, around the country, Stus has really become this inseparable part of the national narrative now. For that reason is misunderstood and confined to his political struggle. But at the same time, we should remember that there is so much to appreciate in his poetic works. This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Oh, 
радісні мої сумні, радісні дороги. Два кольори мої, два кольори. Montreal group Trio Rosa with Dva Colera, Two Colors, and they are referring to the red and black, and that was a song that was made popular during the Soviet era. It was sort of um, not code, but uh, symbolic to those who knew, knew, and uh, it was one of those forbidden stories about Ukraine's history of the Povstansi era, and that was World War II and then post-World War II fighting Nazis and Soviets for freedom. And they put up a very good fight. Unfortunately, they lost. But this song and their memory goes down in history. Up next, Serhi Soloni with a song called Be Kozakiu Unebi, The Battle of Cossacks in the Sky. On April 9th, the Ukrainian community in Summerland, B.C. will be hosting a fundraising event to help Ukraine. Joining me by phone now to give us the details is longtime Ukrainian community member Danny Evanishin. Thank you so much for joining us, Danny. Thank you for having us on here. Now, it's uh, it's been a while. Um, you've been around a long time, about as long as I have, maybe longer. <laughs> tell us a little bit, for listeners who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, you've done some crazy things like dancing for the Queen and stuff like that. So give us a brief overview. Yeah, dancing for the Queen was way back in the 60s. <laughs> in 67 in Ottawa, the group I was with at that stage, Yevshan, being run by Lucia Pavlichenko, booked to dance for the Queen in front of Parliament Hill. Wow. So there we were watching her, and there she was watching us. <laughs> it was quite a thrill. Sure, yeah. Had, mind you, there were 40 of us on stage, so she had a lot to look at. Well, still, yeah. That's that's yep. that's great, a feather in your cap. And uh, since then, you've been involved in a number of different things. You've published books, and uh, give us an overview of what happened since. Yeah, starting back in the early 90s, I started collecting folk tales right. and fairy tales because I found that nobody had ever collected them before. So I thought, well, it's time to do it. And then when I had all these folk tales, and so I did. I wound up as a book publisher as well as a writer and a collector. So at this stage, I've got something like 22 books out there. I've got lots left if anybody wants any. Okay. And, uh, ah. I'm, I'm still collecting stories if there are some out there. Awesome. Okay. Um, well, then we'll put the um, we'll get the details from you and put them in our show show notes for anybody who's uh, interested in folk tales and wants to get get some. And these are Ukrainian folk tales translated into English, right? Yep. Okay. Awesome. And uh, well, they're all retold in English. So some of them were told to me in English, some in Ukrainian, etc. Okay, but they are Ukrainian folk tales. Okay. Yep. So in the podcast show notes, we'll have uh, links to uh, how to get a hold of you. So yep, yep. Um, so that brings us up to now, and um, you are involved in uh, a fundraiser in Summerland. So what 
tell us what uh, what is going on. Tell us about the group, um, who's involved, and and uh, where it will be held. Yeah, the group is uh, mostly an ad hoc group. There's there's no official Ukrainian group in Summerland. There are quite a few Ukrainians all the way up and down the Okanagan, mostly in Kelowna, where there's several churches, and right. same in Vernon, several mm-hmm. churches. Mm-hmm. But uh, our particular fearless leader in this case in Summerland is a fellow who survived Hungary. He's of Hungarian extraction, and he remembers 1956 and all that rubbish. Wow. So he thought that uh, we should do something here to help Ukraine because everybody is interested in it. And I'm finding that it's not just Ukrainian people who are talking to me. It's people on Mm -hmm. the street. Wow. I'm wearing my blue and yellow scarf that says Ukraina on it, and People will come up, just total strangers, and say, it's a tragedy, what's happening, how can we help? Wow. So what we've got going here is a community organization, ad hoc organization, just to get the community involved. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to help. Oh, that's yeah, that's heartwarming. Yep. So we're going to be doing a, an event on April the 9th, that's a Saturday, at the Waterfront Resort, the big resort in Summerland. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a silent auction with wine and snackies and mm-hmm. a few presentations, a brief history of Ukraine, because a lot of people who will be there don't know much. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have music, live music. Oh, that's great. Well, let's get some details then. The the, the silent auction, um, can we get a sneak preview of uh, what will be on auction? Well, for sure, my books. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> and uh, Jean will be putting some of her pottery in. Okay, Jean some is... of the wineries are okay. putting in uh, gift baskets. Okay. We're, we're just starting to put the auction together, but it'll be fully organized by the time we get down there. Okay, now we're going to talk to Jean in um, more detail. Yeah, so the, the music, uh, which is just wonderful, is Vic uh, Ukrainets, who is from Kelowna, and he, he does fiddles and he does everything. And we also have Pam Ferenc, who is also of Ukrainian extraction. They'll be doing Andrew's sisters, but I think we might build them as the Andrejic sisters. <laughs> that, that's close enough. They're really good. That's that sounds great. And you mentioned Jean, of course. Jean is your better half, and she does. That's for sure. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we have Jean on the line, so um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you'll be um, you'll be offering some Trapillion pottery for this silent auction. Now, tell us about Trapillion pottery. Well, the Trapillion culture, some archaeologists feel it was the oldest civilization in Europe. Wow. It dates mm-hmm. uh, way back from about 5500 B.C. to about uh, 2500 B.C. Wow. And it started in the southwestern part of Ukraine, uh, around the north shore of the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. And uh, the archaeologists feel that it was probably a very peaceful civilization because there was no weapons of war that were found or very few. Uh, any kind of the weapons that they found were mostly for hunting animals. Mm-hmm. The uh, culture predates the Sumerian culture and the first dynasty of the Egyptian culture. They also predates the Chinese culture. Wow. And a lot of um, pottery shards and pieces and so on were found in 1898 an archaeologist did some research south of Kiev, about mm-hmm. 50 kilometers south of Kiev, at a town named Trapilia, and declared that uh, from his findings that there was actually a civilization there. Because of the, all the pottery that was found, they found out a lot about the civilization. Now, these, this, uh, these are the designs. They're swirling um, earth tones, browns and burgundy and... Lots of, of, of swirls and lovely, uh, soft, I guess, designs, not angular at all. That's correct, yeah. Um, that, that's what I find very interesting. You know, you don't have the geometric designs. Yeah. Now, the reasons for that, some of the theorists say that this was because they designed their pottery based on what they saw in nature. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the things that you see repeated quite often in the Trapillion designs is a spiral. And the explanation for that is that if you throw a pebble into a pond, you see concentric circles. Right. And that's a very common 
design uh, motif. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you can see on Trapillion pottery um, almost snake-like uh, designs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was what I was referring to. The, this the swirly stuff. Uh, so. How long have you been doing this pottery, Jean? What are some of the items that you create? Um, mostly utilitarian wear. I've done some quite a few plates uh, mm. that are just basically decorative because they're far too nice to be used <laughs> on a daily basis. And uh, they just can be hung up on the wall for decoration. Uh-huh. And uh, lately I've been doing bowls and uh, teapots. Um, mm. cream and sugar sets and that kind of thing okay. for everyday use but I have a suspicion that uh, the people that buy them basically they either give them away yeah. or they put them in a cupboard and just look at them you know? yeah yeah will some of these items be on uh, on offer for the silent auction yes I, I'm planning to um, put at least two items probably a, uh, one of my larger plates and possibly either a bowl or um, I've got a teapot that I could on and also cream and sugar sets that kind of thing Wow, okay. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been doing pottery for over 50 years. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I um, started actually exploring the whole uh, business of ceramics in university. It was one of the uh, survey courses that I took when I was studying art. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Trapillion culture goes, I, I didn't know anything about it until I met Danny uh, in about 2003. I had um, been very interested in the pottery of the Pueblo Southwest American mm-hmm. Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing some designs like that. And I had taken a Hopi Indian workshop and the decoration that I was using, but apparently was from the Hopi culture. And this lady said to me, are you Indigenous? And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, well, you are actually using designs that are uh, native designs. And that's really not a nice thing to do, you know, because we now know about cultural appropriation that in those days that we didn't understand it. But anyways, so Danny pointed out that these Trapillion designs that were on some of the Ukrainian Easter eggs, and so I'd start doing research, and because both my grandparents came from Ukraine, I thought, oh, but now I finally figured out why I'm doing this sort of thing, because it's my own culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've been doing it since about 2003, I do other pottery designs as well, and uh, for a number of years, especially in uh, 2003, Danny and I traveled throughout Western Canada, and he sold his books, and I sold my pottery mm-hmm. at the Ukrainian Dance Festival. Yeah, that's when you were just starting out, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's continued to evolve since then. So, uh, do you have a website or someplace people can see the pottery that you do, or, or do we basically... No, I don't no. use a website, uh, Paulette. I just find that it's just... Uh, commits me to like running a business and this is more of a hobby thing okay but you still do have enough pieces if somebody's passing through Summerland they can uh, purchase um, a souvenir of your pottery for themselves yeah yeah. okay I do have um, a studio in the backyard a lovely building that we have Uh constructed it's my Heidi hole (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and I spend a lot of time there and uh, yes anyone is always welcome to drop in, uh, give me a phone call first to make sure that uh, I can tidy up the place before anybody comes mm-hmm. But okay. yes, of course. Okay, so we'll put this information then on, um, as well as the information about the um, the fundraiser event. So it was great chatting with you, Jean, finding out about your pottery, and uh, good luck with uh, continuing the hobby, and uh, hope to run into you again and uh, and get a piece of Trapillion pottery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Paulette. Thank you, and I need to chat with Danny a little bit more. Here yes. I am. So that's great. We're going to have uh, Jean's Pottery as uh, some items in the silent auction. And you mentioned a few other things as well. If anybody ever wants to get a hold of me, just uh, do a Google search for Danny and Ukrainian stories. Okay, that's easy. Yep. That's easy. That, that's how you find me. Okay, Danny, Ukrainian stories, perfect. So we've got a silent auction. There will be wine and uh, food, and uh, you mentioned there will be some presentations, and one of them being an overview of Ukrainian history. Will that be you delivering that presentation? No, it, it's something that I put together, but uh, we'll probably have our Master of Ceremonies read it because yeah. I'll be doing a presentation later on about my books and stories. Okay. We're trying to involve as many people as we can. 
Okay, that's great. So you've so the the history of Ukraine will be presented by somebody else in the community. That'll yep. yeah, great. Okay, and the music, um, a fiddle maestro. Yep, Ukrainian. I mean, how Ukrainian can you get? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then there was a duet and as well that you're billing the Andrejic sisters. They they perform up and down the valley all the time. Okay, everybody here knows them. All right. Well, there'll be a good draw then to the fundraiser for sure. For sure. And okay, so just uh, a recap again, Danny, of uh, the location. It's going to be at the Waterfront Resort in Summerland on Lakeshore Drive, and it's going to be on Saturday, April the 9th, from 7 to 9 p.m. Okay. And tickets are available at the Bella Vita Flower Shop downtown Summerland. Okay, and um, what are the, how much are the tickets? I believe they're $15. Okay. And uh, who are you, um, who will be dispersing the, the funds that you collect? It'll all be sent to the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress. Okay. All right. And we know that they yep. have good connections in Ukraine, so. They, they, they know where to send it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, good. that's wonderful. Thank you, Danny, for sharing the information about the fundraiser and for connecting us with Jean. And I uh, hope to um, run into you. I don't think we'll make it to this fundraiser, but uh, hopefully there will be another one, or actually hopefully there will not, won't be a need for another one, but um, some other happier occasion. We all do what we can. We're all in this together. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so thank you for spreading the word. Okay, and thank you for your good work, Danny. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Early bird weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 are now available for only $110. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing on August-long weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. Visit Canada's National Ukrainian Festival on Facebook for featured entertainment. For only $110, early bird weekend passes are now available for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival 2022 in Dauphin, Manitoba. By phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water, and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water, and medications, and when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Люби мої діти, мила мамо і тату. Я йду на війноньку нашу землю захищати. Не плачте за мною, якщо болі згину. Все вітам за любоненьку нашу Україну. Єдинаємося, браття. Show you 
Севіда за любоненьку мою Україну. In popular Ukrainian group Shablya and Bratya Ukrainci, which translates as Brothers Ukrainian, and that has pretty much become the anthem of the Ukrainian defense in this current war. Nizhal majje skinchele nashu pratamu, poranem prushtasya nashtodin tejdin, ale pretemia kotu zalesha devasta kimislovame mudrostia. Nivsi pomelke mojna popravate, and our proverb of the week translates as not all mistakes can be corrected. Mr. Putin, take note. Well, that brings us to the end of another edition of Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. Just a reminder that the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos can be heard in the Vancouver listening area on CHLY 101.7 FM. It airs on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and hosted by Oksana Pobodajnik. If you miss the on-air or live stream broadcast, the podcast link is available at our website www.nashholos.com. Well, our time is about up, so we will close the program with another song from the Povstansi era, World War II, and this is by Taras Chubai. It is called Lenta Zalentoyu, and it translates roughly as Pass the Tape for Ribbon Cartridge. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos in AM 1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranic. Slava Ukraini, Heroim Slava. Вечір вечоріє, повстанське серце б'є, а лента на бої поспішно подає, ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країський повстанче в бою не відступай, ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країський повстанче в бою не відступай. А вог атакує, і при це, що сил, юнак кулеметник їх правно косив. Ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країнський повстанче в бою не вступай. Ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країнський повстанче в бою не вступай. Як сонце сходило втомлений юнак, упав він ранений, упав він на знак, ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країнський повстанче в бою не вступай, ах, лента за лентою на бої подавай, країнський повстанче в бою не вступай. До нього санітарка поспішно йде, в обличчя вдивляєсь, його пізнає. Ах, лента зеленою на бої подала, Українські постачі в бою не відступай. Ах, лента зеленою на бої подавай, Українські постачі в бою.
Українські повстанче бою не відступай, а хлента зелентою на бой подавай. Українські повстанче бою не відступай. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.